What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Fit to Live podcast. I am your host, Sydney Tollett, and this is episode 35. Today, we are doing a personal Q&A, which I'm excited about. I've had two guests on for the past two weeks, which I hope that you guys um, have enjoyed those. I told you I was going to get some guests, and I still do want to get more Um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed those episodes. Go ahead and go back and check those out if you haven't yet. And actually, the podcast has been growing just as far as the downloads and streams and things like that, which is super exciting because honestly, when I do these, I plan for them in the sense that obviously I plan the topic, but for the most part, I really just kind of talk to you guys and I do like it to be just a little bit more flowing and conversational. And so I'm just glad that it's being received well, and I hope that you guys find value in these. I think I might have said this a couple of weeks ago, but I am going to also start implementing some more personal uh, podcast episodes, mindset-related, business-related, lifestyle, wellness, so not just like nutrition and training, but of course that will still be some of the topics for sure because I'm super passionate about that, but I want to mix in more, so hopefully you guys are enjoying it. This episode is going to be all personal, so this is really just going to be like a chat. I feel like most of my audience is female, so it'll be like a girl chat, and if you're a guy listening, hello, you are still welcome here. But with that being said, before I get into this episode, if you do want to support the show, if you like listening to the show, whether that's these types of episodes or my more educational episodes, I would really appreciate a rate and review. And also be sure that you're actually subscribed to the show. That also helps. So yeah, that is always greatly appreciated. But with that being said, let's just jump into these questions. Typically how I get these questions is like if I get a question on like a question box that I do on Instagram or somebody comments something on YouTube or from like a DM that I get, if I think it's a good question that a lot of people would like want to hear the answer to, that's kind of how I pull these just so you guys know. So we are going to cover a wide kind of range of things here, but I'm excited for all of these questions. So the first one is how did you just pick up and move to San Diego. So for those of you guys who don't know, about it's almost my two-year anniversary here. So about two years ago, I like very last-minute decision decided to move out to San Diego from Arkansas. So it was a cross-country move and I had always like had a little something in the back of my head that one day I wanted to move, but to be real, it was never something that I saw coming anytime soon. I don't know what I was waiting on. I was just waiting. And then I remember I saw Angie Lee lived here at the time. I don't know if you guys know who that is um, from Angie Lee Show podcast, but she lived here and she posted an Instagram video or reel or something that was basically just saying, first of all, she lived in San Diego and it was basically just saying like, if you, you know, want to do something like go for it. And it was like talking about her experience moving, whatever it like resonated with me so hard. So I saw that I started to think about it a little bit more. And then my friend Kendall, you guys might know her as like fierce to fit. Um, she actually just changed her Instagram name though to like her actual name, but she was my business coach for a little bit. And then Um, We became friends. I came out here to um, stay with her for a little bit. And then also I was like partly going on vacation. Like my mom met me halfway through the week and then I hung out with my mom the rest of the week. Anyways, while I was here, I was just like, you know what? 
I just like want to do this. It happened like the timing was so perfect because Kendall had just moved upstairs and owned the unit under that she was moving out of. And so I got that one um, from her and just moved directly into there. Like literally the turnaround was insane. Like I signed the lease while I was visiting and then within, I think I had 14 days before I moved and it was I mean, like, literally right when I got home, I had to start packing and schedule movers. It was crazy, but, like, the best crazy decision I've definitely ever done. So, as far as how did I just pick up and move to San Diego, like, quite literally, I just did it. Now, I had been saving money for a little bit, so I had money saved up to pay for, like, the movers to get a few things. Obviously, like, I took a lot of what I had, but also needed to, like, get a couch and some different things that I wasn't going to be moving. Um... I had enough saved up to do that and to, you know, be sure I was okay with like rent out here and, and things like that for, you know, at least like a while. So I did have that base under me, which was helpful, but that is how I literally just sent it. I also had a good, like, so where I was before, my parents actually owned the place I was staying. They had a house in my college town because they would come to watch my brother. So that's where I lived. So I wasn't tied to any lease or anything like that. So I, yeah, I just left and that was that. So that is how I did it. And I think that if you, if anybody is thinking about making a move, um, I think obviously be smart about it uh, financially and things like that. But I definitely say you just have to like send it because it's never going to feel like the right time. And it is scary. Like it was scary even getting here. Like as much as I was excited, it was also like terrifying to only like I knew one person and it was a lot, but it was the best decision I've ever made. And if you guys ever have more questions, I would be happy to do a full episode on that, like all the details that you want. Um, so, I mean, feel free to DM me if that's something that you're interested in, and I will gladly put that together. So question number two is how did you make your coaching business a full-time thing? So when I started my Instagram back in 2015, I, and some of you guys might know this, but I really, like, didn't even want anybody to know that it was me. Like, I never posted my face. I posted, like, my recipes. I would post, like, a selfie where, like, you couldn't really see my face. And I remember, like, when people first started following me that I knew, I was like, oh, no. Like, people are finding out about my account. Um, and eventually, it kind of turned into something where I was like, okay, wait, no, like, I like this. And I just was sharing my story. And then I got my, was getting my degree in nutrition. And... People were always asking me for help on their journey or asking me more about mine. And I remember I took on uh, my first client and I had had coach, I had gotten coaches as well. So I'd like learned a bit from them, was starting to study more on my own, starting to uh, find people on YouTube to watch and learn more with reading different books. So a lot more than just, you know, what I was learning in school. But I think the first person I helped, well, I helped people for free for a while as well, but then the first, like, charged person, I think it was, like, 50 bucks a month or something, and I had no, honestly, idea that online fitness coaching was even, like, a thing. I wasn't really thinking about it in that way. I was just like, oh, sure, like, I'll help you. Um, I was a waitress at the time in college, like, full-time, so I honestly had no intention of it really going anywhere. And at the time, <laughs> online fitness coaching wasn't, like, this super common thing. Like, it wasn't – everybody wasn't doing it. Like, I feel like everyone is now. 
but at that time it just worked the timing just worked out so well for me because I was already like I said starting to learn a ton and just getting so so interested in all of these topics and like literally watching YouTube videos all the time educational videos and I had my coaches and things like that and so as I was doing that and also getting my degree in nutrition and then eventually I got my CPT and then I started to charge a little bit more and there was just a demand for it for me I think whenever I put out my application I mean I got like a crazy amount the first time I ever put out an application um and that's kind of how it started and I just worked up my roster and I remember I mean the timing was it's such, I guess such a god thing because I don't I mean I don't know what else it could be but the timing of the time I had my clients like my roster full enough to be a full-time income was basically right when I was having to decide if I wanted to pursue like going the next route after college and I was like no like this can be full-time now it just all worked out really really well and I think that if you're somebody though who is looking to make it full-time don't rush it like it's okay if you have to have another job while you're building up your coaching do that I think playing the long game is so important like I'm so glad that I did it the way that I did and that I never fell into like you know any of those get rich quick schemes or anything like that and I really did build it over time and I started to charge more as I thought my coaching you know, was more valuable and as the demand increased and I got more experience and I learned more and so that's kind of how I built it and that's always what I plan to do. I I would never um, play like that quick, quick game whenever it comes to coaching. I think that it can be, I think a lot of coaches do fall into that and then it doesn't build like a good foundational base. Plus, I mean, we, I care, I care about the client and I think any coach should, unfortunately, I don't know if everybody does, but um, yeah, that's how I, I made it full time. It just, my roster grew to a point and my prices had gone up to a point to where both of those two combined. Plus I was finishing up school, so I was about to have more time and I just kind of went for it. I ended up um, dropping out, well not, <laughs> I did it I think two days before the deadline, so it didn't technically count as dropping out, I guess. I just didn't start it, but I the school year had started, but I think they give you like a couple weeks or something. Anyways, I was going to do um, my master's in exercise science, but I decided not to um, because I was going full time with this and I was already like learning more about programming stuff from so many other sources um, in one education, all these different things. So yeah, that is how I made coaching my uh, full time business. And if you guys like if you're a coach, who is interested. I do um, mentorships with people. I don't like market it a lot, but I've done it with, um, I think like three girls at this point and essentially with the mentorship. Um, it's really more educational, but I'm also always happy to help with like systems that have worked for me, um, things like that. But I do offer that if you're like an up and coming coach. But regardless, um, I think that if you are and that is something that you desire, just be sure that you have the right intentions with it and don't get so caught up in, you know, all the stuff that you see online about hitting X X amount this month and this month and um, really focus on client delivery, client results, being there for your people and kind of growing that over time and just continuing to learn. So that's what I would say for that. Okay, number three is coaching your only income source. So 
coaching is definitely like my main income source. So that is what like if I did not have coaching <laughs> that I would not be making enough to support what I, like my life. Um, and so coaching is my main income source, but it's not my only income source. I do have just other kind of streams of income. I don't make money off the podcast. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll see, but I don't. Right now I really just do this for, for fun and to bring value to you guys. Um, I make a little bit off of YouTube, but not a ton. And I literally have sucked at posting there lately. So like it's really been low lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, YouTube, I get some monetization from... Uh, Amazon, I get some uh, monetization from, I have a couple of different companies who I have like codes and links with, so that adds up a little bit. Uh, that And those kind of things though are very up and down based on the month and like how much I'm talking about certain stuff or how much I'm uploading and things like that. Um, I think that there's like a way that I could monetize like Instagram Reels. I, di I accidentally did it one time. I didn't even know and then I got like a payment from like ad something like Google ads something from like Facebook. I don't even know. I was like what? what is this? Um, so that was nice. Uh, but it was, it was not a lot at all. So yeah, I just have like random little things outside of coaching that just kind of add up to a nice like second piece of, I wouldn't call it income though. Cause like it wouldn't pay for like my life, but it is nice. And honestly, one of my goals is to grow that second side of things into something bigger. Um, I would never, I always, always want to do coaching, but that is one of my goals as well. Um, and then, of course, there's like random little, like a brand deal here and there that I'll do, but I don't do a ton of those, to be honest. So yeah, coaching is my main thing, uh, slowly kind of building up some other things. And I actually have like some pretty, pretty big goals for something down the road that I want to do. I just want to have more money to invest in it so that I can like really launch it exactly how I want to, but that'll, I don't know how long it'll be, so I'm not going to even like talk too much about it, but that's definitely like on the back of my mind always. So yeah, coaching is my main income source, but not my only income source. So, okay, next one. Are you dating someone? I am not. <laughs> um, I have gone on lots of dates in San Diego and I've, um, you know, I've had like, things where it felt like maybe potential could have gone into like real dating, but uh, it's just never gone there and that's okay. I'm, I'm happy on my own. I'm definitely somebody who like, I want a relationship. I'm a very relationship type of person. I think I have a lot, a lot, a lot to give someone. And I think that uh, personally, I just like am such a relationship type of person. Like I could care less about trying new people and things like that like I just want to be loyal to one person and I want like that person to do life with for sure but um, it just hasn't happened yet and I'm being patient because I think that the more that I in the past like tried I just feel like I ended up doing things that I either regretted or that I know was like kind of settling in certain areas and certain kind of um, boundaries that I wanted to have or um, I guess like non-negotiables that I wanted to have and things like that. So I'm just being patient. It's hard sometimes. And I still um, am currently, I'm not dating someone, but like I still go on dates and like meet people and things like that. And like I talk to people and whatnot, but it's just, you know, nothing's stuck yet. So one day guys, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. Okay. What is your current nighttime routine? 
So I like that this one says current because it does change from time to time. And I feel like also it's not like the same every single night. I feel like I have kind of a couple different nighttime routines and I kind of mix them. But I'll kind of give a few things that I do every single night because I think that that would be helpful. So every single night I do make sure that I just have everything picked up. So like I'll do my dishes or at least I'll, you know, put them in there if I'm not ready to run it yet. I'll make sure that the counters are just like everything's kind of off the ground, off the counters, and it just like looks nice and crisp. Um, and then taking off my makeup, of course, I really like to do just take some time on my face. I do find that it just makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself more. So I'll do like my Tula. Um, I do have a code for them, Sydney T Fit. I'll do like my Tula um, cleanser, the toner, this like illuminating serum um, and moisturizer. So I do those every night, but then there are, they have like some masks and stuff that I'll use like here and there. And then I also like to wash on my face as well. I self tan like one to two times a week, depending on the time of year and how lazy I'm feeling that week. And so those are all things that I would be doing like at night. Um, and then let's see, I do try really hard to put my phone up around like 8, 8.30. I've actually been doing really good about that lately. So I'll just make sure that I like finish replying to any texts I want to reply to, any DMs I want to reply to, comments on TikTok I want to reply to, all of that fun stuff. I'll do that. And then also like if I have a video that I was like recording throughout the day, like on TikTok or for Instagram reels, I will go ahead and edit that. That way I have it ready for the next day, but I'll do all of that and then I'll like put my phone up. That way I have, you know, a good hour and a half or so without it because I do find that it takes my mind a while to just like actually calm down because um, obviously when I'm on social media, there's just so much and um, obviously part of it's like for my job, but even just like, you know, a normal person scrolling through social media, like you're getting hit with so much and so sometimes it, it makes it hard for my mind to calm down. So I find giving myself that time without it is super helpful for me to get to sleep easier. I actually see like a night and day difference on the times when I stay up later on my phone versus when I actually put it up when I say I'm going to. I've been doing a lot better about that lately. So that's something that I really like to do. Um, I always diffuse essential oils. Typically I do um, lavender and peppermint at night because the peppermint helps me breathe better. I have really bad allergies. And um, the lavender just helps like relax me and helps me fall asleep. And then what else? Oh, I have my little starlight that I love doing at night. I put that on every single night. Uh, a lot of times I will also play. So like once I say I like, clean up my kitchen, put my phone up, all that kind of stuff, I will also um, play just some usually like lo-fi beats type of music um, on my TV have my starlights going. Sometimes I'll do like some stretching and foam rolling. Um, sometimes I'll do like some reading and journaling. Sometimes I'll do both. Sometimes I'll like read my Bible. It really like depends on the night with all of that stuff, but sometimes it's like a mix of all of it. Sometimes it's just one. It kind of depends, but those are some things that I really like to do. And then I have my nighttime supplements that I take um, as well. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like the biggest thing with nighttime routines is like let yourself relax and just set yourself up to have like a calm atmosphere and feel ready for your day tomorrow and that's like my biggest thing I guess is just calm is what I want at night 
and taking care of me and like focusing on me, my life, and not so much on other people's lives and my work and, and kind of trying to separate those things. So there was something else that I was going to say about nighttime routines and I, for some reason, am like blinking on what it was. Oh yeah, I was going to say, I also some, a lot of nights I go on a walk as well. Like sometimes I'll catch sunset, sometimes I'll just like get some extra steps in after dinner. Um, kind of depends. So that that's what I was going to say though. It wasn't really that important. Okay, so next question is tips for growing on social media. Um, so <laughs> Instagram, I might not be your girl. I grew a lot early on Instagram and then they changed everything. And I will say I'm slowly starting to grow again because I think I've really found my groove with reels and what kind of stuff I like to post rather than just like looking at other things that didn't really work for me because I just like didn't feel aligned with it. I think when you don't feel like super aligned with content, I just feel like people can like tell. I don't know. It just seems inauthentic and maybe you'll get a few blow up, but I just, it's never helped me grow. So Instagram, I'm going to start there because it's going to be the shortest that I'm going to talk about. So I started, I grew really fast when I first started my account, but that was a long time ago before the algorithm just decided that they just, I don't even know what it decided. But now I actually lost followers for a little bit, <clears throat> which was fine. I think it was like clearing out a bunch of bot accounts and like people who probably followed me and never looked at any of my stuff so it actually is fine with me but it has kind of slowly started to creep up and I will say sometimes it goes like up and down up and down up and down and that's because there's so many people out there number one there's so many like stupid body counts but there's also a lot of people out there who do like this follow on follow game like trying to get followers and I'm like really um but yeah so with with Instagram though what I have noticed that does help me is just staying authentic to like me um, reels are definitely the way to go if you want to grow your account, I would say. Uh, some, some people's pages do really well with posts. Like, I feel like if you're more of a fashion-based influencer, you could still do reels, like try-ons and stuff, but I do find that their posts tend to, like, perform a little bit better than, like, a fitness selfie. I don't know, though. I've also seen some girls who have, like, pages who do really well with, you know, fitness, just static posts. So I feel like it really depends. One thing that I will say, and I don't say this as, like, an excuse, like, it is what it is, but, like, I do think that Instagram favors like newer accounts. Um, I see it all the time. I literally made my foodie Sid page first reel that I posted on there got more views than than a lot of the ones that like my normal page was getting. Um, but like I said recently, I actually have started to get more traction on like my Sydney Tollet page. And I think I mean you can look at some of my reels if you want. It's just things that like I've really enjoyed posting, like my recipes, my full days of eating. Um, I'll do like some video collages from just like my life, my routines. Like I just really enjoy that stuff. And I think before I was trying to force a lot of the content and kind of fit it into a mold and it Sometimes it would get views, but I don't think that it helped my, like, engagement and growth um, as much as just showing, like, what I wanted. And occasionally I'll use a trending audio and things like that because sometimes they can be fun. But that's kind of what I found on Instagram. But I'm not, like, the best with growth tips on Instagram just because I will say, again, this isn't, like, me saying, like, oh, poor me. But, like, I really do think with my old account and just, like, how much I've changed as a person so not everyone still resonates with me, I do think mine is a little bit more hidden than, you know, other people's or if I were to, like, start over. But 
again, the traction's been coming lately, so I don't know. I think that since I've been believing in myself more and just focusing on what I want to create, it's been helping and just providing value and trying to, like, be, I guess, a light in the space, and so that's Instagram. Uh, YouTube, I'm not the girl to ask because I'm so inconsistent on there. Let's see what else. What other platform? Well, I'm about to get to TikTok. Um, I guess is that all? That's all that I mainly focus on. Um, so TikTok is one where I've still been steadily growing. It hasn't, I hit like a huge wave of growth there for a while and then it kind of slowed down, but it is still like slow and steady growing. I think that if I, <laughs> there's a few things I know that if I would get back to doing, I could like grow it faster. It's actually, it's on my to-do list. There's just so dang much to focus on right now. I'm like, where do I put my time and energy? But with TikTok, my thing that I've noticed is that the viral videos depending on what it is, they don't always transfer over to followers. So I think that as far as like growing a following, you need to stay true to you and also provide value and entertainment for people. And so like for me, occasionally, yes, I will use trending audios and things like that just for fun. Or I might do like a, a makeup kind of thing or random stuff like that for fun that sometimes will get views but probably not as many followers um, because that's just like not my um, main thing that I do on my page but I do find whenever I post like my talking videos even though it's a much more slow and steady route to growth I do find that I get like more followers who actually like know me um, and then my recipes do well, my full days of eating do well, my routines do well, things like that, which I, you know, luckily really, really enjoy creating, those do well. I want to try to play around with a little bit more workouts and um, things like that, like transformations and such, but I just really haven't yet. So as far as TikTok growth, though, I think the big things are like being super, super consistent, good quality posts, like paying attention to even things like where the text is on the screen. Like that's super important. Like if your text is covered by the little TikTok buttons, they can't read it. Like if you put it too low, you put it too far to the right, like don't do that. I see people do that all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? It makes it look it makes it look bad. Um, and then what else? I mean, the music that you pick is important. The transitions is important, like catching people's attention at the beginning and keeping it throughout the video. That's super important. So that's kind of what I would say for TikTok. But what I will say is like with TikTok, what I've noticed and kind of how I've kept consistent growth is again, I kind of had to get over trying so much for viral and focusing more on just like, okay, I want people to get to know me and I want to like help add value to people's life, either like inspiration or value or entertainment, but I do want them to get to know me in the process because a viral video is great, but if it's a viral video that has nothing to do with like the main thing that I, you know, post about and such, or it has not like they don't get to know me at all, it's probably not going to get me that many followers. Um, and if they do follow, they might not like the rest of my content because they didn't follow me from something like the stuff I typically post. So it's not that I don't ever do those, but I would say those are more sprinkled into like my typical content. And I'm still trying to kind of find my best flow. I feel like I had it there for a while. I don't really know. Like I'm still, I feel like I'm kind of in a flow right now with it, but I mean there for a while I was like crushing it. 
I don't really, I don't know. I need to, I need to get that back. But anyways, um, that's kind of my biggest thing is like find your thing. It doesn't have to be just one thing, but like, I feel like for me, mine's like recipes and routines and wellness and, and things like that. And then I do some actual education, but that doesn't do as good on TikTok, to be honest, unless you like somehow make it entertaining. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's helpful, but I feel like my biggest tips for that would just be value entertainment and, like, good quality. Again, like, that cannot be understated. Um, and, of course, like, there are videos that are low quality that will blow up. Like, I had one get a million, or I think it was, like, 1.9 million views, and, like, it was the dumbest video I've ever seen. But I don't even think I got any, like, I mean, I got some followers from it, but it wasn't anything crazy. But then, like, my, I did a recipe one time with a voiceover over it. And that resonated hard with people and I got a ton of followers from that. So yeah, just kind of depends. So I'm going to leave that there. Um, if you guys ever have other questions on that kind of stuff, please feel free to just like let me know. If you want to go creep on my TikTok, go for it. I've been working, been working at it. But yeah, it's definitely slow and steady right now. I'm hoping I hit like another kind of bigger spurt soon, but just kind of staying patient and going to keep grinding. So favorite things to do in San Diego. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I should have I should have thought about this one before. Okay, food. <laughs> food is one of my favorite things to do in San Diego. Some of my favorites off the top of my head because I did not plan for this would be Barbusa downtown, fire. King and Queen downtown, literally I take everybody there. It's the best vibes, best food. I love it. Um, let's see. I love, like, brunch spots, so I like Cafe Gratitude, I like Breakfast Republic, um, there's a place called Cream de la Crepe that's fire, that's in Mission Hills, um, oh gosh, there's literally an insane amount of good food here, Pokey, um, you, yeah, Pokey, is it Pokey Chop? The one that I like the most? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. There's so much good food. So that's one one of my favorite things to do in San Diego is food. And also just like cute like drink spots. So like if you want to go get like a rooftop drink or different things like that, I find that that can definitely be um, a cool vibe here as well. So like food, drink atmosphere, amazing, amazing 10 out of 10 in San Diego. Um, other things that I really like to do is definitely just like beach days. I like to walk the boardwalk. Um, Torrey Pines hike is really pretty. That's kind of like what I do here though. I feel like is like beach and like go out to eat, um, or like do little hikes. There are a lot of other random little hikes, but I like the ones that have beach views the best. So, um, yeah. And this one said favorite things to do in SD. So I'm keeping it like more San Diego specific. So that's kind of what I would say. Oh, kayaking was super fun too on the bay. Um, going to like the cove, if you're interested in like seeing the seals, um, there's so much to do here, but I would say some of my favorites, though, would definitely be beach food. The kayaking was actually really fun, so that might be, like, a new favorite. And, yeah, that's what I would say. Sunsets as well. Sunsets are great here. Okay. Um, oh, I like this question. So what is something that you are working on right now? So something that I'm working on right now is self-belief and being okay making my own lane of what I want to do. I kid you not you guys for over a year and still some days I go back and forth struggling with this but I feel I, I really feel like I've been having a breakthrough lately and like I want to believe so hard that that's like actually true because it's been a struggle on and off for a long time and so I feel like I was in this place where I was trying to figure out like 
which type of person I want to be. I'm like, do I want to be like a lifestyle content creator? Do I want to like scale a coaching business and like only post education? And I feel like I've finally been getting to this place where it's like, hey, it's okay if you make your own like you don't have to do one or the other. Like you can do both and you can make your own lane and it's not like I'm the only one that's doing both there's a ton of people who do both but I do feel and I'm still not saying I'm the only one but I do feel like I am so like I have two pretty strong passions like with my education side of things like you guys know like I freaking am so passionate about learning like I will always and forever continue to want to learn more about programming and hormones and gut health and like all the things that I love digging into and I'm such a freaking nerd, but I also love like the wellness and the lifestyle and the foodie stuff. And I just have these two sides to me. And I was, I feel like I was trying to pick for so long and I'm really allowing myself lately. And I guess working on allowing myself lately to like, just be me in my lane. Like I, I don't have to pick one and that's something I'm really working on. And along with working on that is like the self-belief that I can make my goals and my dreams happen within that. Like I don't have to, my success doesn't have to look like this person through this person and I can make my own success in the lane that I'm doing right now. Um, kind of mixing the two and I don't know if you guys have been able to tell in my content lately kind of the mix that I've been throwing in but it feels very authentic. My biggest thing is like I always want to be sure that I'm providing like value or inspiration or something like that. Um, I would never want my page to like only be this like false reality type of thing. Like that's not the lifestyle content I want to post. And I feel like I'm finding a really good balance between it. Sometimes I, I do find it hard sometimes with education just because number one, people's attention spans are really short. And I just also feel like it's hard. Like when you're on social media, you have to be like searching for or like in that perfect mood to like sit down and watch somebody talk about something educational, which is why I have this podcast. So I can do longer chats about that stuff because I I mean, I do have a lot of knowledge to offer and like I want to put that out. I've just found sometimes like reels and things like that aren't always the way to go because like I have so, I have so much that I want to say. It's like, how am I going to put that in seven seconds? So yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on right now is allowing myself to make my own lane of success and just believing in myself that I can do it and um, that it's possible like for me. So that's definitely what I'm working on is that self is kind of like canceling out that uh, self-doubt voice and also trying to really work through when my brain tells me that like, hey, you have to pick one or the other and um, you have to like do things exactly how she does or et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. And I mean, there's a lot that I'm working on, but that's one of the main things. So we have two more. Um, next one is thoughts on Botox and lip filler. I know that you have it. So yes, I have both of those. I've gotten lip filler and Botox both two times since moving out here. And I think that as far as my thoughts on it, I guess I personally don't have that many because like for me, it's not that big of a deal. And maybe it is for some people, but to me, I think the biggest thing is, like, you do have to be careful with making sure, like, that you know that you're worth more and, like, you have so much more to offer than, like, a forehead without wrinkles and, like, full lips, you know? I think that's super important because I do, I do think that sometimes it can make you 
once you get it, of course, you're going to be a little bit more insecure as it fades. And I, I did notice that. And so I guess I will say, I don't know if you call that a con or not, because like, you can just get it redone, but it is an, it's a more expensive habit, I guess. Um, so I don't know, I feel like there would be pros and cons, but I think that you just have to be real with you. And like, if you are doing it as um, something where you think it's going to like take away all of your insecurities. It's not like you need to also be sure that you know your worth as a person and what you offer and what you bring to the table outside of that. Um, I do think that's important, but I think it's okay if it makes you a little bit more confident in your physical appearance. It did for me. And I think that, I don't know, like, I think that that's okay. Um, I think that people have different opinions on that, but that's, that's mine right now. Um, it did make me more confident in myself. And I do also, though, understand that that's a luxury that some people don't have. Um, but I think that where where you put your extra money is up to you. And it's, you know, I think that also people never know behind the scenes what others are doing with their money for things that aren't on themselves. Um, that might be for other people or whatever they're, you know, doing. And not everybody just, you know, talks about that um, all the time. And... So sometimes I do think that people are judged for getting that when people don't really know like their whole financial like situation and where everything's going to. But um, with Botox lip filler, I feel like my thoughts are that I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed. And yeah, but I mean, I will be so straight up with you guys. I when it fades off, like I want it back. Um, I know my worth without it, but I just really like it. And so I don't I guess I don't maybe that's bad, but I'm just literally being straight up here. Those are my thoughts. Um, and yeah, I think that as humans, just in general, we have to be careful with judgment on anybody because it's like, let's say that one day I changed my mind on my thoughts on Botox and lip filler. Well, then who am I to judge the person who's in that, in a place where they're really in, like, they're like obsessed with it or whatever, you know, because like, oh, I was that person once. Um, kind of same thing goes for, for a lot of different things. Just like remembering that we're all humans here. So like, I don't know, those are my thoughts and hopefully it's fine for my face and yeah, we're, I'm going to keep doing it <laughs> until I change my mind. So, okay. And then last question, um, is my current favorite things. So this was kind of a hard one. I actually did plan a little bit for this one because I wanted to be sure that I um, like actually made it um, things that were different topics. So a couple of things that I've just like been loving lately, I kind of picked a few like random categories. So number one is my ice roller for my face. I'm still obsessed with that. You guys have probably seen it in my routine videos, but it just, it wakes me up. It depuffs my face. It just feels so good. It like almost shocks me when I hit it on my face and it just feels so good in the morning or not hit it on my face, but roll it on my face. Uh, I got mine on Amazon, which I do have my Amazon. I'm going to link my Amazon storefront in the, um, show notes and it should be under the beauty section. Also, it'll be under the like as seen on TikTok, Instagram section. But yeah, my ice roller, love that. Um, I've also been loving the stacked earring look. So I actually, on my left ear, I have one, two, three. I have five, yeah, five piercings on my left ear. And like the three on my lobe are kind of like stacked. And I've just been loving that stacked earring look. And another shameless plug for my Amazon storefront, my little gold stack hoops. It comes with three different sizes. And I'm not just saying this, you guys. 
these earrings are the best earrings I have ever had. They're so easy to get on and off and they're like the perfect size. They're not too big and you can do it to where like you can put the bigger one on the bottom and then the medium and then the really small one in the third hole if you have three holes. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been so obsessed with these little gold stacked earrings. So those are on my storefront as well, but you've probably seen them. I mean, I wear them every day, so you've probably seen them like in my stories and stuff. So that's another thing. Okay, uh, and then some like food things. Tacos, you guys. I have been on a freaking taco kick lately. What I do, I'm sure you guys have seen this too, but I do the Whole Foods organic corn tortillas. I do the mango salsa from Whole Foods, and then I'll do um, goat cheese. And then I will do either something like chicken thighs or a white fish or salmon. Sometimes I even like cut up this little salmon burger and put it in there. And then I'll do some broccoli sprouts. And that combo is so fire. Just honestly in general tacos lately. I actually had tacos um, yesterday downtown too. I'm just obsessed with them. So tacos. And the last thing that I wanted to mention in this because I tried these. I was in Arizona a couple of weeks ago. And I tried these and they were so good. And they are the um, Topo Chico seltzers. So I've always loved Topo Chico. Like I like to do the um, the ranch waters uh, if I was like getting a drink. And so whenever I saw that they made a seltzer, I was like, all right, I have to try that. And you guys, they were fire. Let me actually look because I had a favorite flavor. And if I look it up, Topo Chico hard seltzer because I was like shocked. Um, how good it was. Okay, let me see. I'll tell you guys what my favorite flavor was. But if you need like a boat day drink, so good. Okay, yes. So I got the, well, I got the variety pack, but I think my favorite one was the pineapple. Um, so I highly, highly recommend if you ever need a seltzer for the summer, they were great. So that is going to be it for this episode. Ended on such a health thing, right? Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I know it was like all personal questions, but that was kind of the point of it. So I hope that you enjoyed it. I don't know what my topic is going to be next week. I do want to find some more guests. If you guys ever have suggestions, please feel free to hit me up in the DMs. And I will have um, just some different links and stuff below from anything that I talked about if you guys want to check out the show notes. But I will talk to you guys next week.